Fountain Gate Chapel presents Wind of Love with Eastwood Anaba. Wind of Love will usher you into the full liberty of the presence of God. Wind of Love comes your way from Monday to Saturday, 11.30 to 12 noon. Eastwood Anaba is a pastor, a teacher, an author, a conference speaker, and an anointed minister of the Word of God. The teaching ministry of Eastwood Anaba combines intense spirituality and sound teaching of the Word of God. Join us on Wind of Love here on Sunny 88.7 FM. Then in the Jubilee, the Jubilee shofar or that trumpet sounded and everybody was supposed to go back to your house. You were supposed to go back to your family. You were supposed to go back to your possession. In that year, they were not supposed to sow any seed and nobody was supposed to gather any grain to put it in bars. If you gathered anything, you were supposed to eat it, eat it right there. But you were not supposed to gather and put it in bands for many months to come. Now, that means if you got back home and there was some food on the field, the field yielded that food of its own accord and anybody could just go there and eat. So the Jubilee was like a period, let me call it a leveler, an equalizer, a leveler. A time when God decided that Enough of the rich becoming richer and the poor becoming poorer. So leave the land fallow so that anybody at all can go and eat. So the poor man and the rich man in the Jubilee were the same. The purpose of the Jubilee was partly to make sure that the poor man had his food. The poor man had his shelter. The poor man had his place he could stay. The poor man was no longer a slave. The poor man was no longer bound to somebody. But this poor man also who was dehumanized for so many years has an opportunity also to rediscover and recapture his humanity. Now that concept of the Jubilee runs through, that thread runs through the Jubilee, the Sabbath, and even the chosen fast. So in the chosen fast that God gave, God said in Isaiah chapter 58 and the verse number 6, Is this not the fast that I have chosen? To lose the bands of wickedness, undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke. Then in the verse number 7 it says, Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry? Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry? And when you check that word, to deal your bread to the hungry, and you are not careful, you will not even understand it, especially if you live in the day of um, ideal milk. So he said, to deal thy bread to the hungry. And the Bible verses will normally tell you to share. So the modern translations will say, to share your bread with the hungry. But if you go into the original text, it 
it will give you something like to have the hoof of your food you see when you look at animals that have got the, their hooves split sometimes you just look at the foot of the animal or like the cow and the hoof is split in the middle there about so it is saying that if you are food not just sharing but sharing it until what you have is what your neighbor also has so in the Sabbath, in the chosen fast in the jubilee when the people have returned to their families and they've returned to their possessions if they come from all that distance and you are not sharing they will come back and they are still poor god intentionally left orphans and hungry people and poor people on earth to test the rich those of you that are blessed by god and you have a job you have accommodation you have roof over your head the poor man is your test anytime you see a poor man that is a major examination for you how you look at them how you treat them how you greet them everything is determining what will happen to you not only on earth but also eternally and i'm praying that anytime you see a poor man it will occur to you that this is a test but it's also an opportunity for you to improve on yourself as a human being the poor man you see helps you to improve on your quality as a human being but if you are a beast the beast in you will come out you will maltreat them you will insult them you will treat them badly i noticed something about giving to the poor that that when he said deal that bread to the hungry the hungry person is weak the hungry person is sick and the hungry person can even die the thing about a hungry person is that he's weak another thing about the hungry person is that he's sick then the other thing is that he can even die you look in the bible one of the good examples in the bible i see about how to treat the poor that are with you people that need food is in the life of um, this man called boaz the one on whose field ruth and naomi went to go and find food I noticed from the story of Boaz that what you give to the hungry person when you give to the hungry person is not as important as how you give to the hungry person what you give to them when you give to them is not as important as how it is not what Ruth or Naomi received from Boaz that is the most interesting thing about the story it is how he gave to them do you notice this time when sometimes you need money and somebody gives you money and you don't feel like spending the money because of the manner in which he gave you the money they gave you the money but it was practically an insult they gave you the food but it was practically an insult somebody can be serving you food and the way they put the food on the table alone boom you lose appetite i will show you one of the best men in the bible his name is boaz and the class with which he gave to a poor person you must give to the poor in class by the time you finish giving food to the poor person the poor person's appetite must be intact 
don't give them and by the time you are giving them the food they, they can't even eat it because the, the person is depressed so going back to the life of um, Boaz and, and Ruth and Naomi they have come back to Israel and the, the Lord had given corn to the people of Israel and Ruth has just returned from, from, from Moab and she's a Moabite, a stranger huh? The Bible said we should pity the stranger that is within our gates. So this, this poor person has come back home and she's come with her mother-in-law and they've come to the land of Israel. And when they came, the Bible said to Naomi, told Ruth and said, I have a relative, his name is Boaz, and I want you to go to his field. He's harvesting right now. If you go there, you will find something to eat. You'll bring us something to eat. And Ruth got up and went to Boaz's field. And I'm going to show you some things. Maybe you've never noticed them. Ruth chapter 2 and the verse number 14 to 16. And Boaz, so when she went to the field and she was trying to harvest, Boaz got the opportunity and Boaz wanted to know who she was. So the Bible said, Boaz said unto Naomi, At mealtime, come here and eat of the bread and dip thy muscle in the vinegar. And she sat beside the reapers. And he reached the patch corn. And she did eat and was sufficed and left. He told her, come. At mealtime, I want you to come. I'm going to treat you with dignity. I'm going to treat you with respect. I'm going to treat you well. You come. She came and he said, you are going to eat bread. The same one I eat. You will dip your muscle of food, your muscle of food in the vinegar. Now, Ruth was sitting with the reapers. Boaz was sitting in his prestigious and dignified seat. The Bible said he reached there. Everybody say he reached there. He didn't say come. He went to her. Never ask a poor man to come to you for food. Reach them and take the food to them. Reach them. How you dignify a poor man Namdi, is to take the food to them. Can you imagine you see a beggar in town and instead of giving the beggar 10 Ghana, you wait until the beggar gets home. In the evening, you ride your motorbike, you get to the house, you get down, then you ask them, Atanga Labe, where is Atanga? Then they say he's inside. And they say, Atanga, I saw you begging on the roadside. Instead of giving you the money, I waited so that I can reach you and give it to you in your house. Preserve the person's dignity. So you see, the man... Boaz is not only giving root food, but the man is preserving the dignity of the woman. But people, when Jesus fasted and prayed, after 40 days and 40 nights, when the devil came against Jesus, the devil did not first of all take him to the mountain and tell him, cast yourself down. The devil did not take him, him to the mountain and to tell him, worship me. 
The first thing the devil did when he came to Jesus was he said, command this stone to be turned into bread. Food. Then I remembered, oh Lord, Barbara, turning things around and I came here with a prophecy for somebody who is poor, somebody who is hungry, somebody who has no food, that just as God did it for me, God will do it for you one day. I see you one day. Today you are receiving blessing from somebody. Today somebody is feeding you. But I see you now. Three years from now. Two years from now. One year from now. Six years from now six months from now one month from now you will be putting food on somebody's table you will be giving somebody clothing to wear you will be giving somebody accommodation you will be blessing somebody's life you'll be paying somebody's hospital bills anybody that is clapping i'm prophesying upon you right now around the whole world you are hungry today but tomorrow you will not just be not hungry but tomorrow you will be feeding others who are hungry come on shout somewhere around the world in the name of Jesus oh the frafres the frafres have a greeting when you ask the frafra man like I'm warning how is it the frafra man will say diama that means only food so for chrome heart Adriane, and yes, I'm watching that. Rainy season here, back up. That is why it's unacceptable for a government to share food and forget about them. It's not acceptable. This is not the kind of COVID management that Jehovah has approved. Food. You greet the frafra man. How is it? Diama only food. And that's because the rainy season is one and it's short. Three months, four months, it's gone. And the rest of the year, no rain. They have to depend on the little they get throughout the years. I remember some time ago, people used to spread a rumor in Accra. Brother Sud is trying to move to Accra. He's going to settle in Accra. I said, me. It's not possible. What I see here, I can never walk away from it. Unless I don't have a heart. The only way I can move out of this place is if I can carry the whole people with me like Moses and take them out of Egypt and send them to the promised land. But if it is me alone, escape this fire, no. I'm just believing God. Let me stay here. Let God bless me here. Let me share the blessing with somebody. Let my life touch somebody's life. Naomi and Ruth, they are on the field of a man who is prosperous. And the Bible said, he reached her patched corn. This big man Boaz, this rich man Boaz, this prestigious man Boaz, this man with honor Boaz, he didn't say, Ruth, get up and come here. Some of us would have said, come here. And whether the poor man is crawling to us oh jesus look at the way sometimes you just sit in your car and throw the money at them and this crippled man is rubbing his buttocks on the floor and coming to you now big man now to came 
One day I was sitting in a car, about to reverse. One of our church members ran to me. He was holding a bottle of oil. His clothing were quite scattered. This was about four weeks ago. He said, Daddy, pray for me. That, that day I prayed for some people. He said, Daddy, pray for me. He said, yesterday I nearly went mad. He said, I couldn't sleep. The whole of this week, the spirit of death was following me. Daddy, pray for me. I sat in the car, started rebuking the spirit. I started casting out devils. The Lord rebuked me. He said, when I was casting out devils, was I sitting in the car? Get down! I jumped down as if a scorpion had chased me from that car. And I stood over the young man and I prayed and I put my hand on him. I prayed. When I finished, then I saw Pastor Livingston and I told Peter, don't go. I said, make sure that you take care of this man. Make sure he's not hungry. Take care of him. The poor man is already low. The poor man is already down. The poor man is already confused. Don't make his case worse with the way you help him. Don't put the food on the floor. When you get to a beggar and the beggar is begging, don't throw the money into the bowl. Kinkle him. Kneel down, squat. Go down to the poor man's level. Ma, how are you? She says, I'm fine. And I can promise you, if you go on your knees, you are not likely to give her a coin. You will change it to five Ghana. The reason you drop the coin is because you sit on your high horse and look at the poor. Look at even the way you give offering to God. There's no honor in it. You squeeze the money. Go and throw it in a basket. And you forget you are giving it to the king of kings and the lord of lords. Can you squeeze money like that and give it to your village chief? They want human dignity and respect. What you give to people is not important. When you give to them is not important. How you give to them is the most important thing. Give a big clap offering to Jesus. And you know what people? If you happen to grow up in the Upper East region, you should become a food specialist. No, I know some of the problems are in Accra. So when you get back to Accra, you want to get back to those places? And look at all those Nimes and Agbogloshis and, 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 and Mamobis and look at all those Labadis and look at all those Jamestowns James and look at all those Chocos. Once in a while, move out of the Trasaco Valley. Go and find some people. Don't wait for them to come. When he says, Go ye therefore into clues, go ye therefore with food. So, number one, how to give to the poor how to feed the poor reach them and when she was risen up to glean so now Ruth has reached they've reached her out with food and she's eating the food and the Bible said when she was risen up to glean Boaz commanded this young man saying let her glean even among the sheaves and reproach her not so the first one reach her second R reproach her not don't reproach her 
I checked the meaning of the word reproach. It means to shame, to wound, to shame, to wound, to confuse. Don't shame her. Don't wound her. Don't confuse her. Don't insult her. The poor man sees himself as inferior. And we should not make their cases worse. Ruth had everything to make men reproach her. This is a Moabite test. Moabite test. Her husband had died. Her brother-in-law had died. Her sister-in-law or sister, Opa, had gone back. She's following this poor widow and coming back to Israel. Everything had put her down already. So Boaz is telling the people, don't reproach her, don't insult her, don't wound her. She's already done. Don't make her case worse. Now, because of this, our weakness as a church to deal with poor, you go to many of our churches and the poor people are not there. That is why a lot of our churches are empty because Jesus said, preach the gospel to the poor. We are preaching the gospel to the rich. How many of the poor do we want in our churches? One day I was standing here during praise and worship and they were shooting the picture of a church service and the camera went and fell on one of our members. This man was doing galamse and the dynamite blasted him and his hand got chopped off. This hand went, that one hand, that hand went and the ears were blasted and pus was coming out the first time that man stood here to give his life to christ nobody could stand around here the whole place was smelling i prayed for him and finished they took him to hospital we began to treat him he started coming to church and he's still in the church but when you look at him the hand is gone the ears are chopped off and the praise and worship time the camera fell on this man i looked at him i said lord i want to thank you that at least we can have such a person in church become such a person in church the only thing is that when people come to church like that don't make their cases worse am i talking to somebody at all don't, 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 don't make their cases worse some of you are in families where you have to help your relatives don't make their cases worse don't remind them of their sins don't punish them don't shame them now to reproach is when you are giving the person and you believe you are better than the person now look at the scripture verse number 15 and when she was risen up to glean Boaz commanded the young man saying let her glean even among the sheaves and when I checked the meaning of the word sheaves, he said, let them glean among the gathering and the heaps. That means heap it. Pretend you haven't seen anything so that she can gather. I don't want this woman to have a little. I want her to have plenty. When you make it very difficult, you are reproaching her, but make it easy. Don't let them queue up. Don't let them struggle. Don't let them fight. Or when you see the people abroad and they are giving food to the poor, like if you go to the Tottenham Food Bank and they are giving food to the poor, you see the social distancing. The respectability is different from what we do in Africa. Look at the way you glean money for your sisters and brothers. 
you put your hand in your pocket and like solomon dabuo will say your hands have eyes so you are looking through you see some you know immediately it is 50 ghana note you push it back 100 you push it back 200 you push it back then uh, in a kai i think this one is 10 you push it back this one look at this aha uh -huh, this is the one then you bring it up he said let this lady glean among the sheep that means leave the heaps and let her glean among it ah. so ruth was surprised she opens no grain she opens no grain i'm sure maybe at a point she called them and said you are making a mistake i think you forgot to harvest over here they said ruth is intentional oh may you be blessed intentionally may the rich man not leave you with surplus but may you gather where they themselves gather i see you eat where the rich man is eating sleeping where the rich man is sleeping being blessed where the rich man is being blessed anybody that lifted up your hand you just received a benediction you just received a blessing they're poor listen one hungry man in your house is enough to nullify your one week of prayer he said when your neighbor comes to you and says i have i'm hungry I, I, I need food and this and you can help the person and you shut up your bowels of compassion he said how dwelleth the love of god in you the thing called famine and hunger is one of the prophecies Jesus gave that it will happen in the last days. Every government, every family, every leader, every church, every business, every company must make provision for feeding of the hungry. Because whether we like it or not, it is going to come. Don't shame them. Don't give somebody a pair of trousers to wear and the person will have to wear it covering the back before he can walk. This is the way the trousers you gave them. This is the way they are walking. They say, Where, why is their hand on their back? Then they said, this is the new way God has ordained that man should walk. When you take that shirt and there are holes in it, don't give it to anybody. Treat the poor. Treat the hungry with, with, with respect. Dignity. So he said, reproach her not. So first of all, he reached out to Ruth. Number two, he told the people, reproach her not. And number three, he said, and let fall also some of the handfuls on purpose for her and leave them that she may glean them and rebuke her not. First are reach her. Second are reproach her not. Third are rebuke her not. Now, sometimes, the way we give to people and we even rebuke them, the, the word rebuke is, is also a very interesting word. That, that word rebuke, look at what it means. That, that word rebuke, look at what it means, the word rebuke. It means to chide, it means to re reprove, and it means to corrupt. The reapers made things easy for Ruth. They did not stop her. Neither did they abuse her with their words. Don't abuse the poor. Ladies and gentlemen, reach out the food to them. Reproach them not. And rebuke them not. And God will bless you. Pastors, help your people. Reproach them not. Rebuke them not. And God will bless you. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus.
that anybody under the sound of my voice that god gives opportunity to take care of the poor today i may not have preached to you a spiritual message i may not have preached to you a message with an anointing when you can shout mm, this is word." i didn't take you anywhere near there but i came to bring you a prophecy I have found David my servant a man after my own heart and I've anointed him so I realize that anointing sometimes can come through prayer sometimes through faith sometimes through righteousness but sometimes through your heart and I realize that when it's prayer I had to acquire it holiness I had to acquire it faith I had to acquire it but the heart I realized I was born with it thank you for listening to wind of love with Eastwood Annabelle for prayer and counseling please call Eastwood Annabelle Ministries on 0302-734-157 and Fountain Gate Chapel Empowerment Pastures on 0302-912-752 or visit www.eastwoodannabelle.com until Eastwood Annabelle comes your way same time tomorrow stay blessed with lots of love